Welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is episode 505, recorded live on Saturday, March 25th, 2017. And here are your hosts, the man who really should try not to make me laugh today, Dave Play. Oh, you can't do that to me. And the man who's got a bad cough. Andy Lowe, hi. That, you can't do that to me, Andy. You can't say, oh, don't make me laugh this week. Because if I start to laugh, then I start to cough, and that makes me hack, and it's not pleasant. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't know what the suggestion is, but we're about, we're actually recording. Oh. Huh? Okay. What? Nothing. Nothing. Ignore it. Hi. <laughs> yes, it worked. <sighs> Deep breath, Andy. Take a deep breath. Deep, big breath. Big breath. Big breath. Deep breath. I don't know. How's your bracket? Uh, I have not been paying attention to March Madness. You have not? No. Let's see. Uh, hold on. Let me check. <laughs> there, there were some pretty impressive games last night. Uh, we went to see uh, Cinderella at the Miller Auditorium. Okay. Mm, full standings. I am ranked 225th. Ooh, what is your best finish? Best result? Do, 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 do. Keep scrolling, keep scrolling. 91st. Okay. <laughs> your worst result is 242. Yes. My worst result is 182. My best result, I could place third. It was a, a very interesting game last night, and thankfully for me, it had zero impact on my bracket and how I score on my bracket, although it does impact how other people score on theirs. Um, the Wisconsin-Florida game, you did not see or hear any of it? I mean, it was like past midnight your time at the end of the game. No, we got out of uh, Cinderella round. So here you go. Ready? Yeah. About five minutes left in the game. Wisconsin is down by 12. Oh, geez. They rally. They end up scoring eight unanswered points. And with like a second and a half left in the game, uh, he he had gone out. They threw it in. The player gets the ball, trips, like stumbles and loses his footing, but maintains control of the ball, gets himself back up, steps outside of the three-point line, jumps over the three-point line, and shoots while he's still in the air, tying the game. Oh, jeez. <laughs> like, what was that? Goes to overtime. Wisconsin just absolutely dominates the first two minutes or so of, of the overtime, and then Florida starts getting back, and, and they kind of go back and forth and back and forth for overtime. And then Wisconsin's up by two, and there's like four seconds left. Florida charges it down the court, does the same thing Wisconsin did, jumps over the three-point line and shoots well in the air, sinking it, and winning the game at the buzzer. Oh, jeez. Like, what the hell? It was the first game that went to overtime in the tournament this year, and yeah, it was really impressive. You see, now this is, uh, 
Okay, so I'm just looking at the the last. We got we got a four, a seven, a one, eleven, a one three, and a one two. So for some odd reason, in the south there was some chaos under there, but everything worked itself out. It was a one versus a four, a three versus I mean, a two. It, well, but look at the round right before that. It was a one two three four. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. Is the the first round yeah, in there, the south there wasn't there really, was not there was right, a couple like, of upsets. Yeah, 10, but not, one over a seven, a twelve one over a five. That was it. Yeah. I'm hoping that trend continues because I would like UNC to go the entire way. Well, right now it looks like Gonzaga's got a 27% chance of winning, according to 538. Granted, I was basing some of their predictions against the ESPN predictions, which the ESPN predi- let me say, like some of that stuff was actually right. I just picked the wrong ways of doing it. Like, I knew Arizona was going to lose because everybody was overvaluing them. I just had mm-hmm. them losing to the wrong person. It's too bad. Yeah, it's one of those things where it's like, you know, if I could bet, rather than betting on a team, if I could just say I want to bet against that team. Against, yeah. Like a, like an anti-bracket. The, the one problem I have with the brackets that I think really came up to me yesterday was you don't get anything extra for picking the upset. No. There are some brackets that do that. There are some that give you um, uh, extra points based off of upsets. It's all just rules. I feel like that should be a thing. Well, if you actually right. look at well, if you actually look at Monahan's game, Monahan actually uh, his scoring normally it's like one, two, four, eight, sixteen, thirty-two. Yeah, gives you you know like double the points for every round. Right. Monahan actually curves it. It's one, two, four, seven, eleven, sixteen. So you actually get less points for going to the championship round. There's a, I, I've got to do a study at some point just to try and figure out, you know, like how many points you know going to the championship would be, you know, on this sort of scale. How much. <laughs> Granted, my like I said, my math completely blew up this time, and it did not work. <laughs> it just how's how's Kate's bracket? Uh, Kate is destroying me. Okay, she is very excited about it. Yep. So that's three out of six years. Yes, or four out of six years. Is this three or four years now that you beat? <laughs> She's just going with a lot. A lot. I'm pretty sure this is four out of six now that her her selection method has just absolutely destroyed your analytical programmatic method yes now i do have to say though and i didn't I, tell you how i came up with my bracket right yeah i know last minute just fury of activity this team this team this team this team this team this team done yep though i do have to say i have won monahan's bracket once already and i literally came a buzzer beater from winning last year's tournament yep so you know but this year this year not so much <laughs> This year. this year, what what was your best result this year? Ninety first. So everything else could go perfect for you, and you still do not win. I still don't you even don't, break the top ten. You, you don't even place. No. Right. You don't get your money back. No. I barely get into the top half of the bracket. Is it is it even like the the perfect results at this point? Does it even yours, or is it just that a lot of other people lose? Well, hold on. Let me look to see what the teams that are going to win. For my best. Because right now, all you have is, is Gonzaga. Yes. That's the only one you have left. Yes, that is correct. So, yeah, it, it has probably your perfect bracket has more to do with other people losing than with you winning. Uh, yeah, South Carolina. So we have the seven seed Oregon, which is the third seed Kentucky, which is a two seed. Is Kentucky a two seed or are they one? Uh, Kentucky is going to be a two. Yes. So they have me yeah. picking all the upsets from here on out, outside of Gonzaga, because I need Gonzaga for points. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, math. Sometimes <laughs> it works. 
Sometimes it doesn't. I do have to say these. There have been uh, some extremely close games this year. Yes, like and that. the the uh, agency that ranked everyone is garbage. Yes, yes. Like the rankings should have been very different. That is always the case. People always wonder, like, why do they rank them this way? Because sometimes there are just some serious problems, like Xavier being number eleven. WTF? You think they should have been much higher? Yes. Well, based on their performance. I would tend to agree. Yep. So, but that's—I mean—that's their performance after the fact, right? Yeah. We don't really know. Yeah. Well, it was also things like Michigan. Michigan, their stats for their last couple of games were literally like off the charts compared to their average. It was just yep. like, who, who is this team that's playing? <laughs> this is. Oh, well, but that's always the case, right? It's what yeah. team shows up. It's it's the case for every game. What team shows up to the game? Yes. So, should we hit topics? Since I don't want to look at my bracket anymore. <laughs> All those red X's. All the red X's. I'm still doing okay. I'm st- I, I think I'm still doing okay. I've got, well, no, I'm not doing okay. Half of my bracket is red X's now. Yes, but you still have a chance of getting third. Yep. So, Who like do I, I said, need? I've, I've just stopped paying attention. Once I saw Louisville go down, once I saw... I need uh, Xavier to win, Oregon to win, UNC to win. I think I need Xavier because I need Gonzaga to lose. Yes, because a lot of people have picked Gonzaga. Yeah, so that's going to be a, a huge one. Mm-hmm. I need Xavier to win, Florida to win, Oregon to win, and UNC to win. When are those games? They're in a week. April 1st, right? I think so, something like that. Yeah, week from today. All right, well, I know what I'm doing next week. I don't. on the internet looking for jokes because it's April 1st. Yes. God, that's on a Saturday. Oh, shit. Andy, next week is April 1st. I know. Okay. Uh, do we have things? I'm working on something. All right. Next week's April 1st. Cool. Heads up, everyone. Topics. Mario Run came out. For on Android. On Android this week. Yes. And the president of Nintendo was uh, interviewed, and mm-hmm. they asked him about what he thought about the Super Mario Run and its... Uh, revenues yeah he, he said that the revenues from the ios edition did not meet our expectations oh perhaps you priced it too high you mean ten dollars for an app for an app might be too high yeah it might be a little too high nintendo going on like name recognition that just did not work nope no it's ten it, bucks on android isn't it what is it ten bucks on android as well i I don't know. I haven't looked it up. It probably will be 10 bucks on Android. It's out, isn't it? Yes. Yes, it is. I haven't downloaded it. Right. So what is the price? I, I, well, I'm looking it up, but it's currently a, uh, it's listed as free because it's an in-app purchase. Ah. So wait, is it 10 bucks or is it free? Well, it's free for the first three levels. Yeah. Ah, I see. Uh, now on and Android, it's interesting to I... note that Nintendo didn't try to tweak the game revenue model. It's still a free download, yep, which requires a one-time in-app purchase of $10 to unlock levels beyond Worlds 1-4. So they cheated. Yes. Hmm. I was getting a 3.9 rating on the store with a lot of one-star reviews. What are all the one-stars? All the low ratings are because of the $10. Mm. Wow. So it's out, and Mario, uh, not Mario, Nintendo, rather, is disappointed with the the payment. That's fine. That was their decision to charge $10 for it. Yep. Um, the Switch is doing pretty well, though. Yeah, I've heard that um, GameStop has said that they're always going to be out of stock of Switches for, like, the rest of the I year. I mean, always is a long time. Yeah. For the rest they, of the year. They had some up on Amazon, and they, like, sold out in in minutes. What's the aftermarket on this thing right now? 
Let's see how well I can eBay. Nintendo Switch. Video game consoles. Let's see. Sold listings. Here we go. Actual sold prices. Uh, 480, 419, 424, 405, 400. That's a 150% markup. Yeah, it looks like at least, oh, there's one for 385, 400, 460, 470. That is literally a 100% markup, not 100%. What am I thinking? That is a 50% markup. There we go. Yeah. 150 down to 100, down to 50. It is a 50% markup because they're selling it at 150%. Jesus Christ. People are assholes. Yep. I have a friend who has one, though. He he really likes it. I kind of felt bad, though. at a though, good time because I... his TV broke. Oh. <laughs> but it means he can still play games because <laughs> you don't need the TV. <laughs> That's two. I need to find out where the heck the mute button is for Skype. Uh, it's on the little Skype window. Oh, yeah, there it is. I've never tried to mute it, so. Yeah. Uh, so that's that's Super Mario Run. What else do we have? Treasury Department. You remember? So we we sometimes try to keep this this thing from being like overly political. But do you remember uh, one of of Donald Trump's kind of campaigning promises? Not so much a promise of like I will do this, but just say here's why you can trust me, even though I don't know anything. Is I'm going to surround myself with the smartest people, right? Yes. I'm going to get the people, biggest, the like, the brightest, people. smartest people, and we're going to the best people. Yeah. Uh, so, so Steve Mnuchin, Mnuchin? Mnuchin. Yeah, Steve Mnuchin, uh, the treasury secretary, uh, has, has said like technology will not be displacing jobs for 50 to a hundred years. Yeah. I see so not realize how many jobs are, you know, driving trucks, okay, loading and unloading I'm looking for the, I'm looking for the transcript right now. Let's see a hundred years. What does he say? That's it's not showing up. Oh, 100 more years. Okay. Oh, it's not showing up on the transcript. Dang. Sometimes C-SPAN well, is great. Sometimes show full it's... text. Hmm? Right, you have to do show full text on all of them, don't you? Well, the, 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 he was actually at an actual interview. Yeah. And so I was trying to look at to see what the question was, where he said about that. Well, he might not have said the 100 years. That may have been the interviewer. No, no, he said 50 to 100 year, 100 more years away. Ah. And that it's not even on his radar screen. Yeah. Those are his actual quotes. And it's just not like, even on my radar screen. Uh, he, he noted that he doesn't think self-driving cars use artificial intelligence because that's computers and using real technology that we have today. But that's, ah, <laughs> I don't know what to, to say to that. He talked also something oh, about R two D two taking over your job. I well, he's because no, that's because he's he's that's his thing of like that's why AI is so far away because his view of AI is a is a robot that is like R two D two, right? That's artificial intelligence. Look at that little droid be so smart. Like all she told it was go go find my master or go find Obi one, and the droid was like, I can do that, and it figured out how. That's his view of artificial intelligence. <sighs> Ladies and gentlemen, the Secretary of Treasury. Speaking of artificial intelligence-ish. Yeah, um, lack thereof in what, the case of the Treasury Secretary. Um, Samsung has unveiled its virtual assistant. Oh, cool. This is Samsung's version of Alexa or Google Home or uh, Siri. Siri. Hold on, I'm adding the topic right now. Da -da. I'm being distracted by a puppy that came up to me, so hang on. I mean, keep going, but I'm yeah, distracted no, by a puppy. Uh, 
they unveiled they call it Bixby, B I X B Y. It's going to be on Bixby. the Gal- yeah, it's going to be on the Galaxy S8. Will it come back to the Galaxy S7? I don't know. Okay. And what does Bixby do? Uh, it's meant to serve as a times. it's meant to serve as a new voice-based interface for controlling your apps rather than just something you can ask a few questions. So I I don't know exactly. Uh, Bixby will be able to control almost everything you can do in an app with a touchscreen. Interesting. This is great. With a new approach Samsung has, ready? Employed artificial intelligence, reinforcing deep learning concepts to the core of our user interface design. That is the most, like, techie, buzzword-sounding, rotating-the-shield-harmonics bullshit (laughs) that I think I've ever seen come from Samsung. Oh. (laughs) I'm counting that one, by the way. I think I'm up to four. At the uh, at the same time, also, Google was actually announcing Android O. The next version? Yes. Because M is out. M is Marshmallow, right? Yes. New, and then there was Nougat, which Kate's phone Nougat, right. is updated to. Because there's an N between M and O. Yes, that's, yes, Dave. That is how the alphabet works. Okay. <laughs> I'm glad I'm glad you can you can you know you know the alphabet. Yep, usually from time to time. The, those are the the symbols that I use in in math problems to like represent other things or in programming to hold my functions. Yep. Okay, so that's that's o o o o Oreo. That's what people are thinking. They haven't officially announced what food it is. I mean, they need to get permission from Nabisco. Probably, yeah. Uh, well, wait, who who owns KitKat? Hershey. Hershey owns KitKat? Yeah. Uh, I mean... No, sorry. Hershey uh, doesn't... Nestle. Nestle owns KitKat. What? Nestle is produce, produces KitKats. Are you sure on that? That's what Wikipedia is telling me. I swear to God, that was Hershey. Uh, my God, it's Nestle. Okay. So it could be Oreo? No, that's Nabisco. Nestle and Nabisco, two different companies. Right. Yes. Those are two different... <laughs> Two different companies. But they both start with N. Isn't that how the alphabet works? Why was... Oh, because it's Reese's is Hershey. Yeah. It looks like the same container. Okay. What was F? Froyo. Okay. Alpha, beta, cupcake, donut, froyo, uh, gingerbread. You, Dave? Yep. You forgot. Uh, Claire. <laughs> <laughs> Five. Alpha, beta, cupcake. Donut, eclair, froyo, gingerbread, honeycomb, ice cream sandwich, jelly bean, Kit Kat, uh, lollipop. Sh- lollipop? Was it lollipop? Okay. Lollipop, uh, marshmallow, nougat, and then whatever's next. Which we are up to O. Yep. Hey, not bad, besides, you know, forgetting the letter E exists. In my defense, in my defense, at work, our buildings were named alphabetically, and it was A, B, C, D, F. G. We skipped E because E is not our, it's not an actual building, it's the treehouse. That is a horrible excuse. It's Andromeda, Borealis, Cassiopeia, Deneb. Endor is the treehouse between Deneb and Fomalt and then Ganymede. That's just, nope. Nope. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm not accepting that excuse at all. That, that we have a treehouse named Endor? No, that's your reason for getting the letter E. The most common the... letter used in the English language. Isn't that S? <laughs> Or is it S? Maybe E is the most common vowel. E is definitely the most common vowel, but I'm pretty sure it's not the most. Oh, maybe it is the most common letter. Letterfrequency.org. What does it say? In English language. Yep. E. Letter frequency in the Oxford Dictionary. 
E, letter frequency in press reporting. E, letter frequency in religious writings. E, Fine. scientific. E, I get it. general fiction. E. You can stop. 12% of all letters in the English language are E, which is not a true statement because only one out of 26 is E, but usage-wise, it's yes. E. All right, Mr. Big Shot, then without looking, yes. what's the second most common? It's probably T or A. It is, it is indeed T, Ooh! followed by A, which is another fun fact, because between those three letters, you can make a bunch of words. Yeah. T, Ty, Eta, Eight, is that it? So, so just those four letters, or four words? Yes, oh, well. four is a lot of words, it seems, Dave. Out of out of three letters, find me three other letters you can make four words with. Let me do some Googling and I'll get back to you. All right. So what's going on with Google? I mean, that's a loaded question, Andy. What's going on what's with going Google on with Talk? Google? And the Google chatting. Yes, what's going on with how Google many, chatting? How many chat apps does Google have right now? Oh, God. Yeah. There's Hangouts. There's Talk. There's Google Voice. There's Allo. There's Google. Duo, but Duo is like a video chat. Um, and then, like, there's a slight difference between Hangouts and Google Plus Hangouts, and it's just, it's a mess. Their chat ecosystem is an absolute mess, and they're still not sure what to do with it, and they're still not sure how to do it. And so uh, they're making some changes, which they are hoping will, will have benefits. The first change is it's time to say goodbye to Google Talk. Which I don't I even know- think... I can get that because yeah. I think G- Gmail I, used to have Google Talk, but now I think Gmail does. has. It, it actually still does unless you've gone to Hangouts. Yeah, I think all of our stuff at work is Hangouts. Right. But you can still have Google Talk. But that if just. If you had it and never upgraded to Hangouts. I think it forced me to update to Hangouts. Well, it, it did if you wanted to keep chatting with people who are on Hangouts. Yeah. But there are people who are still on Google Talk. And so update number one is that Google Talk is finally going away. And I'm okay with that. Yeah, no, that's... that's I'm uh... fine. That's okay. Uh, the second change is that Google Hangouts will no longer have carrier-based SMS messaging. Son of a bitch. Son... If you have Google Voice... Yes. You can still do the SMS through Hangouts with your Google Voice number. But will I still have to get my Hangouts then from a different app? Your text messages... Yes. ...that come to your carrier's number... Yes. ...you have to get them from a different app. Son of a bitch! And, in fact, when this change comes into place, Google will bring you to a, a uh, the Play Store when you try and send a text message. They'll son, be like, we can't send that from your carrier anymore. Son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah. You know how many... I, I, this, uh, yeah. But why? Why? That's what I want to know. I want to know the why. If I knew that, I would have started with that. We can make predictions. We can guess why. How about the guess is that the carriers don't like it anymore or never liked it, but now like finally have the clout or the, the bargaining to get rid of it. How about the why is because they want to push people to use some of their other applications like Allo, which also doesn't do SMS based messaging. So I'm not sure what the gain is there. I mean, is it time to to abandon Hangouts if this is the way that they're going? And if so, what would take its place? Hangouts is just ubiquitous. It is built into all of Google's services. 
Okay, um, Google says that SMS leaving Hangouts is a streamlining effort that further enforces their commitment to Hangouts as an enterprise app. I don't know what that means in this case, making Hangouts an enterprise app. You aren't affected by this change at this time if you send SMS with your Google Voice number. You can still get SMS messages within Hangouts if you want and carry on as if nothing has changed. With that said, if you're a Google Voice user who happens to send SMS with a carrier number instead of your Google Voice number... You'll have to find another SMS solution like Android Messages. What the frick is Android Messages? It's the built-in SMS messaging for Android. (sighs) This is going to make my life... Alternative (laughs) 2.net. Oh, dear. This this is going to make my life complicated, and I'm not going to like it. Yep. Everything was set up with one thing there. I had stuff set up with Hangout Alerts, so, you know, the notifications, you know, they would... Do mm. yeah. Hangouts is getting rid of SMS messages, so text you can't text through Hangouts anymore. Coming in May. Kate's not as upset. Okay, might be time to to think about moving. The problem is, like, I've convinced all of my friends to be on Hangouts. I know, for instance, Brendan gets very, very angry every time I bring up a new messenger. <laughs> Six. <laughs> Thank you. This. Actually, okay, okay. There is one. There's there's one ray of hope in this. Just because, one. yes, there are people who text me with problems and for work. Yeah, um, and they text me first before doing anything else. Yeah, I hate that because I tell them like, look, you know, shoot me an email, you know, or if it's serious, give me a call. Like text messages, I yeah, yeah. But, you know, normally, like, I could, because of, you know, SMS in Hangouts, I could actually search those things and actually have a backup log of it. But now, if I can't have it in Hangouts, I will officially be able to tell people, look, you cannot text me problems. Do not text me ever. You text me, I will not answer because I'm not going to communicate via text because of this. Well, This gives me an excuse to literally bring... But you still get text messages. Yes, I know, but I like having a log. A lot of CYA happens, and I can point to this and say, okay, look, you know, I got it at this time. I responded with this. It's all there in a nice log searchable in my gmail what is cya cya cover your a yes got it that is true yes we do have an explicit take i can say ass 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 (laughs) (laughs) sorry i didn't expect you the thing is like i just really like getting you know the text messages and images and not having to worry about having different apps and because i get texts to to hangouts it shows up on the desktop app yes that's the other fun one like i don't need to have my phone out i just get my texts yeah no my phone if i get a text there it'll pop up the little window on my email so i can go yep and i just respond in my email don't have to pick up my phone don't have to text back but oh google making life difficult god damn so other Mm -hmm. news other news yes besides google being google yes Eve being Eve. Uh-oh. Eve it's online players are that, freaking about money? That's It's not that bad. It's just, you know, you have an ecosystem, right? Yes. And and in these online games, now you have an ecosystem, you have a financial ecosystem. There is yes. currency in this game. Eve Online has stuff. It has Plex is Eve Online's currency. But that's not their only currency. 
That's just one currency. Well, they had other currencies, and now they want to get rid of them. What do you mean, get rid of them? They they are literally getting rid of one of their currencies. I, 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 okay, so I know that they are the game creators. Yeah. But that's, that's a bit harsh. Yeah. Well, they're going to convert it. So the, here's the thing. There's a, a currency called Plex, and they like using this currency because it actually has real-world value. You can purchase Plex in the real world, and you can use it to purchase game time, right? This is why ships have real value in this game. Yes. Well, the, the problem is Plex as a unit is too big and cannot be used for small transactions. Because, like, I need to buy 10 of some resource for you. I'm not paying you 20 bucks for it. That's not the, the right number. It's not the right amount. So they are going to immediately, completely and totally, artificially inflate Plex. So what is currently one Plex uh, will now be 500 Plex. That's, uh, that's, a, that's a bit of a jump. Right, but that's fine because they have con- they absolute control over everything. Yes, right? that is true. They so, are omnipotent. So that's fine. Is if if they go through everyone's account and say if you had one plex, you now have five hundred plex. It hasn't changed, you know, anything. Prices are just five hundred times higher. But that means that you can do smaller transactions now because now that thing that would have cost just like a dollar to trade, I can spend that. I can give you the the smaller amount of plex. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So that's part one. Part two is that there used to be a different in-game currency called an Aram, and the the Aram was what people were using. But now they want to get rid of the Aram and make it just all Plex. So everything will be Plex. Okay. So there's going to be a conversion from Aram to Plex. But because Plex has real-world value, giving people all of their Aram as Plex may, you know, all of a sudden make some people rather rich. And so uh, CCP is saying they're going to convert some of the Aram to Plex. Okay. People are a little upset about that. Wow, that's... uh, I I can understand (laughs) that this this is very complicated and they need to simplify it, but... Yeah, although Aram also had a a real-world value, it looks like, as I'm reading through. But Aram was for the microtransactions. They're getting rid of that. So there'll still be two currencies, credits and Plex. Okay. But just like, wow... Huh. So that's a thing. That's uh, oh, when are the elections? That's coming up, right? Yeah, we talked about that last week. Yep, yes, we did. I kind of want to go and investigate that a little more, but I just I don't want to enough. So you want some other uh, math and money news? So sure. uh, Ubisoft came out with a game called For Honor, and uh, one Reddit user estimated, after doing some math, that it would take the average player two and a half years to unlock all hero skins, outfits, emotes, and other customization options. If you didn't want to play for two and a half years and you actually wanted to buy all that stuff, um, it would cost $732 to buy everything in the game. How much? $732. That's quite a bit. Yes. So, um, somebody brought this up to the actual game's director, and this is his response. We never had an intention for you to unlock everything in the game. First, that truly doesn't make any sense. We applied RPG mechanics on top of a fighting game in a PvP environment, but it's like in an RPG, like in World of Warcraft. You would never try to unlock everything for all the characters of the whole game. Same for any MOBA. You're not trying to unlock all the content for all the characters in the game. Um, does this guy met gamers? I, Andy. I, yes, Dave? Well, if, if you had to describe your, your play style of game, how would you describe it? OCD. 
Okay. Achievement, achievement horror. I, I was going to go with uh, something a little nicer than that called completionist. Yes, that actually sounds much better. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> I do not like. I do not like calling myself a whore. That just is not. You know. Yeah. There's so one of the the kind of going trends of describing gamers and, and considering gamers. It is no longer. Uh, hardcore and casual. It is creationist. Oh, no, sorry. It's it's a creative and completionist. I, I just, uh, hmm, I'm still trying to put that. Right. 700, it's one of those things you don't think about the math of microtransactions. Right, it's going to be released well, but think of like how much it would cost to buy enough loot boxes in Overwatch to oh, get geez. everything. Probably. You're not tons. looking at $700. You're looking at thousands of dollars. Yeah. How much would you have to spend on card packs in Hearthstone to get a complete set? I still haven't gotten a complete set of any of the, right. the handouts. Now, the, the difference is you get loot boxes and you get card sets, card packs from just playing the game. Yeah. Oh, the fun bit there. Um, so Hearthstone's coming out with another expansion in April. Um, they're, uh, you remember the tavern brawls, right? Where, you know, yeah. they I love fun- the tavern brawls. Yeah. It's a brilliant idea. Yeah, they're giving away packs for the new expansion as rewards for the Tavern Brawl, except mm-hmm. you can't open them yet. Until the new expansion. Yeah. So they're literally sitting in your little box that says, hey, you have unopened packs. And it's a little indicator saying like, hey, you have unopened packs. And it's like, yes, I know. I can't open them yet. <laughs> and I can't get you to tell me, stop, you know, notifying me. So... Yeah. So, but his his statement that like we never intended for this, we never wanted people to do this. That's a little bullshitty because like most of the type of player who's going to play these games want all the stuff, right? They're yes. going to be the completionists. He and later, by the way, you are you are absolutely a cre- a completionist and not a, a creative. Not to say you aren't a creative person, but you don't play games for creativity. No, I. That's why you didn't like Terraria. That's why you don't like Factorio. Those are games for creatives. Yes. I like games like Civ because there is an end goal that says <laughs> you must win the space race. Mind right. you, that was the most boring game of Civ ever. Winning the space race? Yes. I did yeah. that this morning. When I, I when I started uh, playing Civ 6, I went through and just did a bunch of the um, different victory conditions and like I eventually had to turn off certain victory conditions so that I you, could get the other yeah, ones because I would yeah. just do it automatically. <laughs> yeah, no, like, I oh, was actually... I guess I won. Yeah, I was going for the space race before this one with, uh, like, I think Gilgamesh or somebody yeah. like that. And then I accidentally won the culture victory without even trying. I was like, oh, shit, I won? <laughs> I, I guess I won? I, okay. I, yeah, so you have to turn off other victory conditions to get to some of them. Yeah, no, I, uh, so yeah, I turned off all the victory conditions minus score just in case I didn't get the space race. But yeah, no, I got the space race this morning. So now all that's left is the score victory, which that is, you know, 500 play, turns. Just play 500 turns. Yeah. Yeah. You know what you do to, to do that? You destroy First everybody. Off. Yeah, you, you destroy everybody else in the world and then you just turn off, uh, or turn all off the other or, victories. Yeah, turn off yeah. all the other victories, destroy everybody in the world. And, and then turn on. Press enter. No, you just turn on automatically end your turn in single player mode. Nice. You turn that on, and so yep. and the only half thing you'll select is you know uh, production. Then, whenever then that you just comes set up. one city to be like purely producing money. Uh, no, those actually those now are like seven turn things. Yeah, but then you just leave it there. True. Yeah, you just. It's, seven it'll turns. just skip seven turns ahead. Yep. Also, you raise all but one city. Oh yes. Yep. There you go. And then you're like, just doing it in seven turn jumps. 
you're going to have a horrible score at that point, but you got your score victory. And you, you will have the highest score in the game. Also, if you do it on like a tiny map with 1v1. Yeah, no, the next one, I, I think the next game I'm going to try is a huge map um, with England, I think, on like an island map or something like that. Or like Japan on an island map, one of the two. I think that's the next one I'm going to try. Because I've gotten rid of most of the other uh, victory conditions and that sort of thing there. Got 133 achievements in Civ Six. So many achievements. So little time. Speaking of time, what else do we want to talk about? Oh, uh, I don't know. What would you like to talk about? Um, was well, there, was there a, any more to this, this article before we move on from it? Which one? The uh, For Honor... No, that was just the fact that, you know, somebody did a math and Ubisoft said, no, we, we weren't, we weren't expecting, yeah, you're not supposed to do it. Uh, Tesla is supposed to start selling their roof or taking pre-orders on their roof next month, sometime in April, although they have not told us what the price is going to be or the availability or anything like that. It's going to take orders in April, but you're not going to tell us anything else. Yeah. Or, you know, when the order would be completed. Yeah, like yeah, we'll take uh, we'll take orders in April for like three years from now. I'm debating though. Like, should I even should I consider? It? Like, Google says that getting solar power on my roof is a good idea. They said it's bad idea on ours. Well, you have a giant oak tree. <laughs> yes, we have a giant oak tree that covers. And your half- roof is not. Uh, your house isn't facing north south; it's facing east west, right? What do you mean? Your house, yes. The slope of the roof, yes, is not north south, right? Your house, the garage in your house, is facing in what direction? The house is facing north. The house is facing north. Yes. Okay. I thought your house was east west. No, our the 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 slope. We have a we have a south facing slope. Okay. On our the only problem is there is a three story oak tree oak tree covering over that roof over the south side of the roof. Okay, yes, that's a bad idea then. Yeah, Never no, mind. If, the, if the oak tree was on the north side, it'd be perfect because there is nothing there. It'd be south-facing. Yep. It would be brilliant. Well, I have a, a south-facing, the front of my house is south-facing. I have a very large section of roof that is in the sun all day. But yeah. should I do that? Like, this is, this is going to be expensive. It all depends on the price. It all depends on the price. Yeah, and if you can get a goddamn power wall. Yes, that's the other thing there is you're going to need the power wall to actually, you know, do something with it. So uh, there was a Supreme, no joke, there was a Supreme Court case that was heard this week that was literally about printer toners and inkjet cartridges. Yeah. Yep. Somebody. It was is, the case. The ruling will come down in June. Yes. Okay. But the or the oral arguments were heard this week. Yeah. Um, somebody was suing Lexmark to allow them to use, you know, because they sell third-party toner and third-party right. ink, ink, inkjet cartridges. Yeah. Um, and Lexmark was locking them out. Yes. And so they, they sued Lexmark, and it went all the way up to the Supreme Court. And, you know, the Supreme Court is trying to decide, you know, this is all about uh, copyright, uh, <clears throat> it, copyright uh, expulsion and uh, patent protection. And reading some of the uh, responses by the judges, a lot of them are like, how come we still haven't ruled on this? Yeah. Like, this is a 1952 law. It's 2017, and you're telling me nobody has, you know... Do you have the right to use the product you paid for? In the way that you want to. Holy shit. Um, <laughs> that's, a, that's a pretty, like... Yeah, I know. Important this is, decision. 
This is an argument about printer toner, but it's got some far-reaching implications by, you know, if they rule with Lexmark, they can say that Lexmark has the right to regulate what you do with your product after you purchase it. Yeah. What would the implication be for companies like Steam? I don't know. Right? Because on Steam, you are not purchasing the game. You are purchasing the license to use it. Yeah, and that okay, license so that, can be revoked at any time. Well, that's, that's, that's different than copyright. And uh, I think this is, just, this is just dealing with copyright law and copyright law exhaustion. Uh, patent law. Pa- right? This isn't copyright. This is patent. No, I think this is copyright law. The most recent case dealing with exhaustion applies it to copyright. Oh, maybe this is patent law. Yeah, because the, the previous case was copyright law. Okay, this one's pat. God, this is so confusing. Right, this is patent law. Why hasn't this been codified? Yeah. Like, how come we don't have rulings on this? Like, this seems like it's really important. Thanks, guys. <laughs> it's 1952 law. I mean, nobody's ruled on this before. Really? Hmm. Uh, so that's something to pay attention to in June. Yes. Right? The, the yep. Lexmark case. Oh, excuse me, in front of the Supreme Court. Uh, fun other thing. Mega processor. Okay. Do you know what a microprocessor is? Yes, I know what a microprocessor is, yes. Microprocessor is what's in your computer that lets it be a computer. Yes. Do you know how it works? It's, uh, electrical transistors and switchings, and... I'm, I'm gonna call that a no. <laughs> Here's the thing. I've been doing, like, reading on microprocessors, and I still only have kind of a general idea of how it works. So someone decided to make a microprocessor, but not micro. He made the megaprocessor. It is currently at the Center for Computing History in Cambridge, and now I'm really sad that I'm not in Cambridge, because I'd really like to go to this. Like, wait, weren't you there? I was. I did not know that there was a Center for Computing History. (laughs) I don't know if there was. I mean, Andy, I was there four years ago. Hold on, I'm doing some Googling on the Center for Computer History. About Center for Computer History. Uh, August 2013 is when it opened. Uh, that was the later part of the year that I was out there. So they would have been building and designing it, but it was not open. Okay. I was there in, like, April of 2013. But he made the Mega Processor, and it is a microprocessor but like exploded out. So it's not using the the transistors anymore. It's not using the little thing like you can you can actually see everything in it. All the logic circuits, all the arithmetic circuits, it's all laid out with the connections shown to say like here is what is connected to what. Yeah, he took all the stuff that we talk about normally in like nanometers and put and, it on a macro scale. Yes, okay. Yeah. Gotcha. All right. So that's, you know, kind of cool. Maybe it's time to go back to Cambridge. I hear England is nice in the summer. Uh, it depends on what part of the summer. Okay. It was unseasonably nice when I was there in April and May. Okay. Other fun bits. Um the producer of Batman v Superman. Yeah said that Rotten Tomatoes was the reason that nobody went to go see Batman v Superman. No, nobody saw Batman v Superman because it was a bad movie. And they say it was a bad movie because Because people said it was a bad movie? On Rotten Tomatoes. The Tautology Club meets when the Tautology Club meets. The site may be the worst thing that we have in today's movie culture. Which I I love how he's saying like oh this you know this Rotten Tomatoes was bad for Batman v Superman which made eight hundred and fifty million dollars worldwide I feel like he's crying over somebody else's spilled milk 
Well, I mean, there's the potential lost revenue, right? It made a lot of money, but how much would it have made if, if people didn't know it was a bad damn movie? But people should be able to form their own opinions. Yes, yes, they should. The problem is, though, that they will form their <laughs> their own opinions after they have seen a bad movie. It's, it's like you're getting money either way. If it's a good movie or if it's a bad movie, you're still getting paid because people will still have to go see it. This is a way of right. telling people, hey, don't waste your money. Right. God, I still can't believe I think it's the destruction of our business. I think you made a bad movie. Shut up and get over it. Yeah. When I was growing up, film criticism was a real art, and there was intellect that went into that, and you would read reviews or some others that don't exist anymore. Now it's about a number, a compounded number of how many positive versus negatives. Now it's about what's your and, Rotten Tomatoes score. And, and what what did all the critics say about your movie? Yeah, that's okay. That's Let's actually look at the Rotten Tomatoes Batman v Superman. Critics. Here we go. The critic reviews. Uh, rotten... Uh, top critics yeah that rotten 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 oh there's one from the st louis post dispatch which gives it a three out of four globe and mail 1.5 that is certainly a a reputable film critic yeah the film critic for the toronto star 1.5 out of four the new yorker says because people have access to the information that it was a bad movie the top critics average rating is four point he so he said like you know film critics they are the best it's this number that sucks which this number is made from the film critics right it's like man chocolate chocolate is so good but brownies brownies suck <laughs> especially brownies with chocolate in them yes wait especially brownies with chocolate in them that's wait a minute <laughs> oh god all right what else we gotta be getting close to the end yeah yep uh norway's building a ship tunnel that's so really like, cool. Yeah, it's a tunnel, but for ships. I that's really awesome. Um, Facebook Live is now allowing you to use. Uh, people can now live broadcast from a PC or a laptop, so they're trying to go after Twitch. eBay is now guaranteeing three day shipping on certain products, so they're trying to go after Amazon. Uh, Windows ten updates uh, for those of us who try and limit the automatic updates of Windows ten by saying that you know your uh, Ethernet You're connection a is a we're on a meter connection? Yeah, no. Yeah. Um, some of the Windows updates now will still update, even though you're on a metered connection. Well, Windows Windows is reserving the right to do that. They will automatically download only those updates required to keep Windows running smoothly. Right, but they haven't said what those updates are. No. It, it's a very nebulous and gray area, and it's, again, not a good thing, but it's not like the apocalypse. This is not no. a terrible thing. It's just, it's, Microsoft kind of, Doing a CYA. They are covering their asses. Uh, GameStop says their numbers are flat due to uh, weak physical sales. Yeah, no shit. Their stock just took a huge hit the last couple days. Uh, movie studios are thinking about doing in-home releases. Yes, for somewhere between 30 to $50. Okay. So you could, instead of going to the movie theater, you wait until, you know, what, I think some of them say like two weeks, some of them say three weeks after the movie's been out in the theaters, you can rent it at home uh, for, for 30 bucks. See, 30 bucks, yes. Okay, Andy, so how like, much does it cost for you and Kate to go to the movies? Uh, now it costs us, depends on what day we go. If you don't go during the super special saver days. Um, I think it's 18 for the two of us. Each or no, total? Because total. I just went and saw a movie. Now, granted, I saw it on the Ultra Screen Deluxe, and it was <laughs> well, full price. 
But it was $15 a ticket. Yes, you saw it in the Ultra Screen Deluxe. Yeah, so I had a Lazy Boy chair, and I got to see it on a really big screen with Dolby Atmos sound. But, like, that was... 18 bucks a person. Yeah, okay, so yeah, the IMAX, the quote-unquote IMAX here, for each adult is $14. Yep. Uh, regular tickets are $10. So it would be it would be 20 to 30 bucks for the two of us to go to the movie theater to see it. But yes, you're right, after we have, you know, child, that will be another 7 to 12 bucks on top of that. Andy, after you have a kid, it's going to be seven years before you go and see a movie. <laughs> So maybe this might actually be good to spend $30. Right, like this is going to be great for you. (laughs) Are you kidding? New parents are going to love this. That is true. Yeah, no, we get you, you You get a bunch of parents together. They all bring their kids over here. The kids are playing. Parents are watching a movie. There's a problem. We can hopefully pause the movie, deal with the kid. Okay, this is less ridiculous the more that I actually talk about it. Yep. This is something they should have done years ago. The problem is going to be people recording. Yes, that is going to be the problem. How how do you stop bootleg? That's always the problem. Yep. All uh, right. Yeah, that's pretty much it. So, uh, random review. Dave, it is uh, your week. Far Cry Primal. I didn't know that you were a big FPS person. I'm not. Because you were... Why you, would you... Why, why would you say I'm a big FPS person? Well, you're playing Far Cry Primal. Yeah. You're playing um, Doom. Watch Dogs. Watch, well, Watch Dogs is not really FPS. It's more of a... No, it's a third person over the shoulder. Sandbox sort of thing. Yeah. I did play Doom recently. Yes. I mean, the thing is, for, for FPS, it's not a bad genre. It's just uh, there there are some FPS games that are produced in such a way that they are they are garbage to put it bluntly i know a lot of people really love the halo series really love the call of duty series and they they may be decent games in their own right those are probably not games that i'm going to be playing i used to play halo i played a lot of halo but i like yeah i'm not going to play a, a battlefield or a call of duty or something like that but Far Cry Primal, that's, that is more of a sandbox first-person shooter. Doom is just Doom, and was actually amazing and very well done. Okay, so how is Far Cry Primal sandbox? As a sandbox first-person... See, it's not even a first-person shooter, because not all of your weapons... I mean, you, you it's first-person, but, like, it's primal. You are caveman. You are in, like, 10,000 B.C. Mm. Uh, and so... <laughs> Your your gun is a bow and arrow or a javelin. You do get spears eventually. Spears are fucking powerful, too. Uh, it's good. I like it. It's a lot of fun running around in prehistoric Europe, Africa. It's not really clear where you are, uh, but like it's the Ice Age. So there you can see a glacier in the distance. And if you go north, it gets cold. Um, but it it's just. It's fun. It's great to run around as a beast master, as a, a spiritual person who can uh, control and, and tame and make friends with animals. And just like you are by the by the end of the game, you get to be pretty damn strong. So like I'm running around with a saber tooth tiger as my pet. If you would like a game where you can run around in, in an open field or jungle or forest or uh, a snowy covered mountain, on a fucking saber-toothed tiger, this is the game. You can even uh, send your your pet and, like, mark enemies and say, like, go attack that one. 
And so I'll just stand there at the top of a hill and I'll watch as my tiger goes down and around the hill <laughs> and then pounces on this guy from behind. I'm like, yes, yes. Oh, no, there's three other people coming towards my tiger. I throw a beehive at them. Throw a beehive at <laughs> You get like relatively early on. You get grenades, but it's it's primeval, right? It's 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 uh, it's um, prehistoric. You don't have grenades, but you have beehives. So you chuck a beehive at the group, and then they're surrounded by a cloud of bees. <laughs> it's fun. It is a really fun game. I've been enjoying it, and it's got a kind of a cute little story. Uh, it's it's got this you know made up language that everyone speaks, and there's three different tribes, and they they represent uh, at least one of them. I'm I'm pretty sure are supposed to be the Neanderthals, mm. and like so this is you as a Homo sapien against the Neanderthals, um, as as they are like complaining about um, head uh, head fires. So it's all done in like this prehistoric sense. And it's not in the, like, Assassin's Creed, no, you're really in the future. No, you are playing as a person in 10,000 BC. Okay. It has a little village building mechanic. It's not really building anything. It's just upgrading the, the NPCs. Um, and it's just, it's fun. It's great to just romp around and be like, there's a tiger over there. I'm going to kill it. You fire a wooden arrow at it, and then it turns to you. because like, the fuck was that? And then it charges you. You're like, oh, shit. There's a tiger charging at me. Uh, I fire another arrow and another arrow. And then it's like, oh, no, the tiger fell down. I kill it with a spear. And then I skin it. Oh, jeez. Because <laughs> that's how you collect resources to build your weapons and to build your village is by, like, skinning animals and collecting rock. And, oh, my God. So you're a caveman, right? You don't know the difference between rocks. You don't have names for quartz versus um, uh, like granite versus... So what do you have? You have North Rock, which is a rock found in the north. You have... You want to guess what the other one is? If it's not North Rock, it is... South Rock? You can go and get South Rock. (laughs) It's so good. Oh, man. I've got like 25 hours in on it and I'm, I'm pretty happy with it so far. It's a good game. Okay. I uh, playing it on the PC. What are you playing it on? PC. Okay. PC. Uh, got it on sale. The only downside, of course, is that it's Ubisoft, which means that you have to use Uplay. Ah. Or what I called sometimes you don't play. The you don't play? Yeah. It is. With the authentication. On sale today. So I don't know if it will be on sale tomorrow, you know, when, when people are, or on Monday when people are listening to this. It's the Ubisoft weekend, publisher weekend. So it's 50% off right now. Okay. It's it's good. It's a fun game. Ooh, Unity and Syndicate are both 50% off, too. Maybe I'll pick up a new Assassin's Creed. All right, yeah, that's that's Far Cry Primal. Okay. It's really great because I'm playing a, a caveman in one of my Pathfinder games, and so I'm doing this as character research. Mm, I see. All right, uh, random topic time? Yep. Random topic, rolled ahead of time. Best Disney animated movie, which I find um, cute because uh, Brian and Beth are coming here to actually go see the live version of um, Beauty and the Beast Mm -hmm. movie. 
And so, you know, it's like, oh, they're coming back here. This was Bry had was the one who had suggested this question, a best Disney animated movie. And I'm sitting there going, yeah. hmm. and you're about to go watch a non-animated Disney movie based off of one of the best. I'm not going to say it is the best, but one of the good Disney animated movies. Yes. Enjoy it. It's it's pretty good. Oh, you already um, seen it? Yeah, I saw it on Monday at $15 a person mm. with the Ultra Screen Deluxe gotcha. and the Dolby Atmos sound. So yeah, Disney has been releasing animated movies since 1937. Yep. So there's a lot of them. Best Disney animated movie. Yes, best Disney animated movie. God, there are so many of them. Is is Pixar included in this? Like, is computer animation still animation? I'm not trying to get around the answer. I'm trying to just, I I, I need to know what I'm considering. I don't know because, you know, like... (sighs) I, I feel like, well, Pixar, did Pixar start out as a Disney? Nope. No, they didn't. It was, it was its own company created by Steve Jobs. Yeah, because Pixar did, I'm not sure Pixar did anything, though, before um, Toy Story, though, right? Yeah, their first Pixar movie was Toy Story, which was owned by um, no, because they yeah Disney didn't buy Pixar until uh, two thousand and six. Toy Story so was, was out before that. Yeah, Toy right. Story was ninety five. Yeah. So I don't know if you consider Pixar animated. Well, so not all of Disney's anime uh, like CGI stuff is Pixar. They did do some of their own. Yes, but does that count? Animated is animated, so I don't know if it's computer animated or just, you know, regular hand-drawn animation, especially since there were times where stuff was quote-unquote hand-drawn animation, but it was actually done by computers. It was computer-controlled stuff. Right. Um, Beauty and the Beast had a thing like that, I do believe. All right, I'm going to go with... Ooh, Wreck-It Ralph was Disney. Shoot, that was really good. I might go all the way back to 1940. 1940? Going with Pinocchio? No, going with Fantasia. Ah, I was sitting there going like, there wasn't many movies done. They're like, there was Snow White, that was 37. Pinocchio was 40, Dumbo was 41, and I forgot about Fantasia, yeah. Fantasia was also 1940, slash 41. Have you seen um, Fantasia but, 2000, by the way? Yeah, it was, it was so-so. Yeah, like, I I'm saw glad that in that an IMAX it. theater, that was actually the best part of it. Yeah, I'm glad that they did it, yes. but I, I think they could have done it better. Um, that said, it, I don't know if it counts as an animated movie. There is animation in it, but who framed Roger Rabbit? Ooh. There is plenty of animation in it. Yes. It is Disney, although it has Bugs Bunny in it. I might have, like, I looked at, there, someone did a, a, a rehash, like a video essay on, on who framed Roger Rabbit and just the care and, and art and skill that went into making it. And, like, that was really well done, that blending of animation and of real world and like the animators had to fix certain mistakes that the, yes. the actors did and just the special effects so that the animation worked out no that was good uh if we're doing computer animated i'm gonna go with meet the robinsons if we're not doing computer animated i'm gonna do emperor's new group emperor's new group was pretty good so uh, yeah i don't know wreck it ralph was really well done wreck it ralph was also really good yes yeah wow yeah, I could also talk about, like, Zootopia was pretty good. Yep. <laughs> Kate says that I totally stole her answer. Zootopia? Or Meet um, the Robinsons? Meet the Robinsons, yeah. Okay. Um, she says this because, you know, Brian had asked this also at a previous engagement, and this, that was Kate's That was her answer? Thing. Yeah. Okay. All right, well, uh, there's, there's kind of my answers. <laughs> 
Fantasia's Man. up there, Wreck-It Ralph is up there for CGI, and Who Framed Roger Rabbit for Blended. God, I can't wait for next year, though. Incredibles 2 coming out, Wreck-It Ralph 2 coming out. Yeah, we'll see how those go. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, Kate pointed out Hotel Transylvania was good, but Hotel Transylvania 2, not so good. Yep. So, yep. All right, that's well, what we uh, got. Yep, that's a wrap. This has been another episode of the Random Access Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, corrections, suggestions, remarks, reviews, rebukes, retorts, or just rants, feel free to contact us. You can find us on Twitter at RAPodcast, or send us an email at mail at RAPodcast.net. Thank you for listening. <laughs>